This is the Relevant Podcast. It's April 24th, 2020, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and welcome to a new era of the Relevant Podcast. Now, in case you missed last week's episode, I came on to talk about my recent sabbatical, coming back, and all that's happened over the last six months. Uh, Make sure to check it out if you missed it, because I'm not covering it today. Uh, Now, part of that conversation also talked about the new era of Relevant and all the stuff that'll be happening this year, including some changes to this very show. You'll probably notice some of those new things today. Now, one, I'm here. I haven't been for six months. Two, we'll be releasing episodes of The Relevant Podcast on Friday mornings moving forward. So we've heard you and we're going to change the show release schedule. Three, in the coming weeks, you're going to be noticing some refreshed parts of the show format. We have some big ideas that we're going to be rolling out. And four, today I get to introduce you to our all new cast. Joining me from Loverland, Virginia, thank God he's still here, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Welcome back, from, everyone. Uh, welcome back. From Austin, Texas, author and podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, hip-hop artist and producer, Derek Miner. What up, dog? <laughs> this, is, this is fun. It's the first time we've all been together just right before we started recording. Uh, Jamie and Derek met each other, so this is going to be fun. We're all getting to know each other. This is the crew. This is the cast. Now, we'll have other friends join us from time to time, but this is the cast for the new era of the Relevant Podcast. I'm excited. Now, before, you know, you know, before we get into it, I'll tell you that coming up later... We're going to do a special segment to meet the cast. So, you know, I like to go deep. I like, you know, I'm not staying surface level. There's going to be lots of tears. There's going to be lots of tears this episode. I'm just warning everyone. We're going to go deep. Yeah. And most of them will be mine. My violin is ready. That's right. (laughs) So that's coming up later. Stay tuned for that. We'll also have slices in our question of the week. But before we get rolling, I just want to ask you guys, like, how are you handling quarantine and you know, what do you, what do you miss about life pre-quarantine and stuff? How are you guys holding up? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was going to say it. It sucks. Like, I, you know what? I love my kids, but I'm tired of waking up with, you know, one of my kids sitting on my head because they don't have anything better to do. And uh, yeah. How old are you? How old are your kids? Eight, eight and six years old. You know eight what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and I, and my youngest son is, uh, very, very, he gets bored really easy. So yeah. the first thing he does is he jumps and just, he's a wrestler. So he just, people's elbows me right in the chest. And that's how I start my morning every morning. So <laughs> I, miss the, I miss the days where I got up before him and then I could people's elbow him. Right? You know? it, it, it is weird. <laughs> I've almost forgotten what non-quarantine life is like. Like I get like just the prospect. Like I've been thinking about what's the first thing I'm going to do when the quarantine. Like I, I, I'm assuming it's not going to end like that. I'm assuming it's not going to be like, hey, everyone, everything's cool. Well, I guess there's like a vaccine or something. But I'm assuming it's going to be this gradual thing. But I'm already thinking about just the weird thing. Like just being in the presence of other people. You know, just going to the grocery store and not like looking around like, 
like I'm like in a, you know performing an act of espionage in the Pentagon. Like, is someone coming up behind me? Are they giving me enough room here? Hey, back up, six feet. You know, like I, I'm just looking forward for the stress being gone, man. I've just you know, like I, I was introduced to someone the other day, and it's so weird because like even when you finally do are in some like common area, and you're like, oh hi, this is so and so. You have to hold back from from shaking it, and it's like you know the rules, man. You know the rules. We're on these weird bubbles. I can't wait, Jamie. What is the first thing you're going to do when the coast is clear, when we can all reemerge? I was going to say, take my kids to school is what I want to do for the first thing. <laughs> Put them on, meet the bus, go give the bus driver a gift or something. Uh, you know, I had someone brought something to our house today that, that I know, and I just stood there. It's like, you want to give them a hug, but it's like that awkward, like middle school dance where you're just looking at each other like, we can't touch. Like, this is so weird. Uh, you know, my kids are bigger. I've got 16... 14, 14, 12. And mm. so I went over to the house today at 930 and three of the kids weren't even awake. I'm like, you jokers need to get up and do something with your life. And then they're staying up until like midnight, one in the morning. I'm just like, I feel like it's summer break, but they yeah. have to do work too. And we're all just kind of losing it. But I mean, they're, do- we're, they're doing way better than I thought. They are my most mm. surprising okayness to this, these big kids. Uh, the, the way I'll say that the one thing I have kind of in like I enjoyed about the 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 experience that we're all sharing together is like I hate getting haircuts and I hate shaving. They're just two things that <laughs> I don't. You know, it's it's like they said like Einstein didn't have time to wash his hair, so he just he would just dip it in the sink when he did dishes. I don't know if you guys heard that. That's what I heard growing up. I get that, so man. Gross. I don't have time. I don't have time to go get trimmed up. I have very fast growing hair and a very fast growing beard. It it's, it's a huge time suck. But you know, the great thing is now quarantine yeah. life. It's just accepted. It's just like no everyone cares. looks like a maniac. That's fine. You're allowed to look like a straight up maniac and nobody cares. Nobody this cares. This is why I'm on the show right now, because that is literally the opposite of every black man in America. <laughs> it's like haircuts are black people's superpower. Yeah. Like I'm not kidding, bro. Like I, I literally uh, was talking to all my friends and the main thing that everybody was saying is I miss my barber. Mm. Like every barber, every black barber in the hood is going to get a pay raise and it's going to be amazing. (laughs) So just letting you know that. (laughs) So Derek, what you don't know about me because we just met is Uh uh, you can see me. I'm white, but three of my kids are black. I saw your Instagram. That's dope. (laughs) My daughter, I like, I'm sad for her. Like, I'm just sad for her because I'm like, I know, baby girl, this is not how it's supposed to be. But I I can't do anything about it. And we're going to have to wait. Gwen can't come to the house. I mean, yeah. So my son shaved his dreads off last week, you guys. Oh, oh man. Sorry. I was like, yeah. Corona is making people do crazy things. Yeah. Listen, I, I cut my son's hair and we both just had a moment of silence. Like I, we looked at each other. And he looked at me like, Dad, it's 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 a it's it's okay, Dad. <laughs> it was awful, bro. Like, yeah, it, it, it's t- and Derek, I'm kind of jealous of that experience. I'm the type of guy. Cameron knows this. We've traveled a lot together. I like to chop it up with whoever. You know, I'm just a chatty yeah. guy. But yeah, I don't feel like different. I get the same social experience experience when I'm like, you know, shooting the breeze about you know the trade deadline with the middle aged mom at haircuttery who's cutting my hair. It's just not <laughs> the same. Social and I'm not the look, man. I'm not throwing shade at at at, at, at stylists out there because that's what they are. You know, at the hair cuttery, they're stylists. Uh-huh. They're certified. It's like a sandwich artist at Subway. Yeah. They're not. They're not sandwich. They're artists. 
Okay. <laughs> I'll chop it up with him too, but I need the public social place. That's, it's been killing me socially. That's why I come in so hot on the pods these days. It's because I'm just <laughs> rambling incessantly to my family and they're just like can you just open a window maybe a neighbor will come listen we, it's, it's, i get desperate for this kind of stuff i get i get and i feel bad for the person that's going to cut my hair after this because it's gonna be like they're gonna be like sir you're done i'm like just a little more off the top i got some more things i got you're not gonna believe what happened to me one night during coronavirus you're not gonna believe it's best story ever <laughs> my my sweatpant drawstring you're not gonna believe this where it got stuck and I just, <laughs> you know, what a what an adventure! So, yeah, it's definitely for me. It's been like pretty much the exact same because I've been have I've been having to socially distance for like six months now. So like it's not oh, been really you were prepared, huh? Different, yeah. I mean, everybody's complaining. I'm like, welcome to my life for sabbatical. <laughs> Derek, Derek, other than Derek, other than haircut, when 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 we get the green light. And, and they're yeah. like, all right, everyone, normal life is back. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we, we've yeah. got, you know, w- w- the testing and the vaccines, all that. Other than a haircut, what's the, where's the first place you're going to go? What's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going to find the dopest restaurant I can find. And mm. I'm going to eat the most food I've ever ate. I'm going to gorge myself on uh, hipster food. I've... I've- I found I've I've had to start going to restaurants again. Like I'm going and doing the takeout thing. Yeah. Like I just I I'm tired of cooking for myself. And so in the last week, I've probably done a restaurant almost every day just because of that. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 ready for I'm going to gorge myself too, and I'm going to go to the most social and 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 the place <laughs> where you're you're rolling the dice. Let's be honest. You with, even without a even without a global pandemic, I'm talking about Golden Corral. I'm talking. <laughs> no, about, you're not going to Golden Corral. Going Golden Corral. You're not going, going to Golden, Golden Corral. Corral. And listen, I am I'm loading up. I'm loading up on everything at Golden Corral. When they say, "Oh, I'm going to be there all afternoon," I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there when they open those doors, so that yeah. you know before the sneeze guards are all fogged up from just yeah. lines of traffic. I'll be there all yeah. afternoon, and I'm not leaving till they shut shut it down. And I'm and just going to be socially distancing again from on the toilet. It's <laughs> and you know, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it because I got to eat a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. Cobbler, you know, at the, the Golden Corral, you know, they know no limits there. So why is Golden Corral always damp? Have Every, you noticed everything? It? They're all because they're always wiping stuff down. They're going to keep. They they know that the whole construct of the wet restaurant is troughs of food. Okay, they already <laughs> know there's a psychological barrier for people coming there, which is they're just literally putting out troughs of food, and they have to have a plexiglass plate over so it doesn't get sneezed on. It's literally called a sneeze guard. They know it's disgusting, but they figure <laughs> if we just if it's constantly just blasting everything with steam, maybe people will, maybe. It'll feel more sanitary when reality there's no sanitary way to eat you know uh, ribs out of a tub <laughs> with with 35 pounds of ribs in there there's no but that's when's not the last sanitary time you went to golden corral when's the last time any of you ate at golden corral i i went one time because my my kids school the, they went on a field trip to golden corral and i was chaperoning so i had to go <laughs> number one number two while we were there I looked over at the at the salad bar part where they have the chocolate pudding at the end. Literally saw a woman stick her finger in the pudding, lick her <laughs> finger, stick it back in the pudding, do it again. 
Uh, you got to get a sample. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> she was wanting to see if it was fresh, I guess. I don't know. But I was oh like, OK, God. this is why I do not eat at this restaurant. The, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the pudding mm-hmm. at the end of the salad bars is always <laughs> it, it's 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 forever fascinated me with me because it's not the most intuitive. Th- like where else? Where else in your life? This is real talk, guys. This is yeah. this is what Corona has come to. This is why I need social, because this is what goes in my head. Where else in your life do you run across pudding ever? Like, I don't even know. Like, if someone was like, hey, man, can you run in the store and grab some pudding? I wouldn't even know what aisle. I'd be like, I don't even know what I'm looking for. Like, is it is it is the snack? Is this dairy? Is it refrigerated? Is it like the cottage cheese and stuff. But, but the sour it, cream, it, cottage cheese. Are, are we talking aisle? Are we talking refrigeration? I don't even, I haven't encountered pudding in the wild. <laughs> it, 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 and I don't know when. The only time is when I'm at a buffet and I'm like, oh, pudding exists. I forgot all about pudding. <laughs> They put the pit the pudding at the end of the salad bar. It's like you had salad and now you get to reward yourself with some chocolate pudding. When I was in high school, we, after like basketball practice, sometimes we would, we, we would go to like a, a Ruby Tuesday or any place that had like a all you can eat buffet. And there and there yeah. would always be one guy to be like, hey, man, just sneak me another plate or just when you're done with your plate, slide it over, <laughs> you know, it's all you can eat. And we would always do the same thing if it was like the, the the person had never asked before. We're like, don't worry, dude. I'll hook you up, man. Just tell me what you like. And he's like, hey, just get a, you know, a salad, but put a lot of meat and the boiled eggs on there. And we would always just put a big glob of pudding on the plate and just build <laughs> a salad around it. And be like, here you go, dude. Get up, man. I'll hook you up. I'll hook oh, you yeah. up. <laughs> Enjoy the pudding, sucker. <laughs> it goes great with the vinaigrette I put on there. All right, we're moving the show along. Stay tuned. Up next, it's our old friend Slices. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in Durbo, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Got the sunshine on my Sunday bed. Every day can be a better day despite the challenge All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance I just You're listening to Sunday Best by Surfaces Today's episode of The Relevant Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you now you can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment, which is incredibly convenient considering we're all quarantined. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Licensed professional counselors are available specializing in depression, anxiety, sleep issues, grief, family issues, and a lot more. BetterHelp has 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states. And of course, if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. And everything you share is confidential. Best of all, BetterHelp is a truly affordable counseling option. Right now, relevant podcast listeners can get 10% off their first month of BetterHelp when you use the discount code RELEVANT. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash RELEVANT. You'll simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash relevant. Okay, it's time for Slices. There you go. Oh, it's been a while since I've heard that. What do you have, Jesse? All right. So uh, I wanted I wanted to do a follow up on a story that we covered a little while ago on on the pod. And I'll bring people up to speed and, and tell you the research that actually some people sent me this on Twitter. Uh, we did a We did a slice. I think it was Tyler, our old friend, Tyler Huckabee, 
brought a slice a while ago about some viral tweets about the coronavirus and and the the global reaction to them that were that were originally originated from the official Twitter account of Stakem. Are you guys familiar with Stakems? Any any Stakem fans? <laughs> what is it? I have no idea what you speak of. Derek, you a Stakem guy? <laughs> uh, I'm not a Stakem guy, but I know exactly what it is. It's like the worst. Well, I'm not going to say that. It's the, a Philly cheesesteak type processed. It's like if you took Spam and made it Philly cheesesteak mm-hmm. and then cooked it, it would be that. Yeah, it, you, it. you buy it and you put it in a little skillet. It, it, listen, I grew up on a variety of cheap meats. Okay, I'm an expert. <laughs> I know I've I I could do I could write I could be like a sommelier for hot pockets. Okay, ooh, you, <laughs> ooh, you're going with Coca Cola tonight or RC Cola. I recommend the chicken pot pie hot pocket pears. You know, I know my cheap meats. Okay, I, I was a big steakums were like a weekly thing in my house so i was excited yeah dude (laughs) it's fine man steakum's great dude uh how do you not have diabetes i'm i just (laughs) i've known you for 15 years and just seeing what you put in your body i'm impervious to so many things because of the weird the the cheap meats that i've put that so you you like your innards have been like gelatinized almost there like you have a layer protective layer i had worked at that tiger king zoo i would totally be eating meat off that walmart truck and just be like hey guys (laughs) so gross hey guys i mean we'll cook it long enough it'll be just fine just everyone just cool out we grew up on steakums Mm. we're we're immune so anyway Stakem tweeted uh, the other day, a friendly reminder in times of uncertainty and misinformation, anecdotes are not data. Good data is carefully measured and collected information based on a range of subject dependent factors, including but not limited to control variables, meta analysis and a randomization uh, outliers attempting (laughs) to counter global consensus around this pandemic with amateur reporting and unverified sourcing are not collecting data. They went on this long thread of like really thoughtful dialogue about the coronavirus. And even up to an hour ago, and I just pulled back up their feed an hour ago, they tweeted today's beef tip (laughs) screenshots from Twitter (laughs) are not credible sources. Okay. That's it. Someone out there has has <laughs> taken over the Stakem's account and forgone Stakem material. I think they're. Right. I think. I think once you're handed the keys to the Stakem account, and they're like, "All right, start tweeting about Stakem." You send one tweet that's like, "Anybody hungry for Stakem's?" And then you're just like, "I'm out of material." That's all. I've said everything that people were wanting to hear from me. It's that hey, Stakem's exist. They're still around. You might not have seen them, but we're here. And so, you know, what I and I also like that the first thing that I'm recommended who to follow when I go to Stakem yeah. is the is the official Twitter account of Moon Pie. It's like, oh, I forgot <laughs> Moon Pies are around too, dude. <laughs> My, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That's a Tennessee thing, man. You got to chill out, bro. You got to chill out on the Moon Pies, <laughs> hey, bro. Dude, I am not. I. M- I grew up on Moon. I know how. I know tender ways to eat Moon Pie. I can put ice cream on it. I can nuke those things. What, what's your preferred Moon Pie consumption that method? Is, that is that is diabetes in a bag, and I love it. <laughs> you, no man, I, straight raw, bro. Just bust the pack open. It's just just you know what I'm saying. Hey, you, you, and inhale, Derek. You ever thrown that thing in the microwave and throw a little scoop of vanilla bean on top? No, that's some, that's some, that's some, next that's level. Country. It's next level. That's country. That's country. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of weird <laughs> stuff, man. That, you guys, yeah. I've I've never even had a moon pie. What, it, Jamie? You you didn't have a steak, em either. I never nor steak them. 
you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna order you. I've never had spam. Listen, I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna order you guys. You know, D- Derek, you you and I have had steak em, and we've had moon pies. We just need to order them steak em, moon pies like for a whole week. And oh, that's y'all Christmas game. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. You, Cam is getting spam. Jamie is getting a uh, moon pie, and and. Me and you, I guess we'll just have a feast on yeah, and I'll get them and, to you know, that's what we're doing. Yeah, and I'll get them to pay us back the three dollars between us that it costs to buy all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually <laughs> steak and moon pie is like is like oil futures right now. They're paying you to take it off their hands. It's actually trading at less than zero. They're like, We gotta you, yeah. you, I mean, it's a perfect food for a pandemic because, like, it sits on the shelf it for like years, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, it's like Twinkies. But, but, I mean, but anyway, yeah. so Stakeman's been out there dropping some serious truth. I mean, it's like Dr. Fauci, you know, took over the Stakeman's account. Okay, it's Love like it. I. It's gotten to the point. We talked this a couple weeks ago. It's gotten to the point where I trust the pandemic data coming out of the Stakeman's account more than I trust those <laughs> daily White House brief- briefings. You know? <laughs> like, I even think, I think before, I think before Fauci like grabs the mic from Trump every afternoon and is like, all right, here's what's really going on, guys. I think he's peeping his phone being like, all right, what's up, Stakeman? How, how long are we from this, these tests? Are they available, Stakeman? So anyway, I was very curious. It's like, you know, who's behind this? Is this like, yeah. is this the deep state I keep hearing about? Are they Stakeman's people? Are they the <laughs> so it finally came out this this week in the Washington Post, the enterprising journalists at the Washington Post <laughs> are lining up for their next Pulitzer. Uh, for, yeah. <laughs> prepare for uh, uh, the next Oscar winning journalism movie because they found the person behind the Stakeham's account that is keeping America sane during this global pandemic. And here is the story. And I love it so much. So <laughs> a while ago, the Stakeham's Twitter account, uh, uh, you know, was they, there was like a market. Marketing group that's that the the parent company of Stakem uh, uh, that 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 owns Stakem hired a marketing consultant uh, like a big group called Alibach Communications. It's a it's a food and beverage marketing firm to take over the Stakem account. They did this about five years ago. And so, listen, if you're if you're Alibach Communications, that sounds pretty official to me. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, I like to think the executives being like, all right, we just scored Stakeums, you know, and they're like, all right, who gets Stakeum? Everyone's looking around like nobody wants a Stakeums account, right? <laughs> like five years ago, Stakeums was super lame to have. Now it's the hottest Twitter right. account on, on, on the internet. But so, so I like to think this is how it went down. They're going around the room. They're like, I don't want Stakeums. How about, how about Joe in, 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 in shipping? What about he? Can he take Stakeums? No one wanted the Stakeums account. <laughs> The owner of Alabac Communications' son, Nathan Alabac, was handed <laughs> Stakeums, and they just let's wow. go. Twenty. He's, he, he was only twenty three when they first signed. He was twenty eight now, and they basically said, "Do whatever you you need to do." But Stakeums is getting no play with the millennials. Like no one, no one knows Stakeums. No one trusts Stakeums. Do whatever you want. So he's been trying a lot of different things, and he decided. Yeah. What if I use the platform of Stakeums to just be a voice of no nonsense truth in the in the age of the global pandemic? What if everyone's looking for answers and I can use the small platform I have, the Stakeums Twitter feed, to comfort <laughs> America? Well, guess what? It worked perfectly within within like two weeks. They're up over one hundred fifty thousand uh, followers. You're getting mad love from all these news stations, all because they decided to hand off the Stakeums account. To the twenty-something <laughs> kid in the room, Nathan Alabac, the son of the Alabac, the the, the Alabac Communications. There, good job, kid, because we, we all feel better with you at the helm here. If I'm writing him in, 
on the next for the next big thing i for ne- i don't care what the office is i'm writing in nathan alabak i mean he seems to be delivering some some real truth so uh the mystery is solved we finally know who's behind the wisdom of the steakums account and I'm, I'm comforted i'm gonna sleep a little bit better tonight and i might just help myself to a steakum and a moon pie before <laughs> that all right what do you have jamie Okay, so we're all doing 8 million online things, right? You're all doing meetings online every day, right? Yes, yes. Uh, There have been some interesting things online about things that have happened to people on on Zoom and Facebook Live, right? Have you guys seen those going around? Like, okay, so you've probably already talked about one, but I'm going to say it real quick before I get to what I was going to say. Did you see the the thing that was going around about the woman who forgot she was still on the call and she sat her phone down and she went to the bathroom while she was on You guys, uh, you see it. She sets her phone down on the floor. No. She sits down on the toilet. That's amazing. <laughs> and then some of her coworkers were like, Jennifer, Jennifer. And then she realized it and turned it off. And I mean, it's just the, the worst. That is, okay? that is, and it's self-inflicted too, you know? Oh, and then you're in, you're with your coworkers. I mean, a lot of times coworkers, you, because, you don't want anyone to see because, you go to the restroom. Because it's the other thing too. It confirms suspicions. It's like when I'm on this work call, <laughs> That other person in the bathroom. Are they in the bathroom? You know, why does this wait? Why does it sound echoey all of a sudden? Are you in the bathroom? I have I have had like business zooms where I would throw on you know a button down shirt for the zoom, but I'm still wearing my you know pajama shorts and oh, stuff. Oh sure, yeah. Like I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I only half dress anymore. Like yeah. It's, <laughs> Oh, Cameron, do not tell me that you have not recorded a podcast on the toilet, bro. Straight up. <laughs> no, no, no. Not like that. Listen, what? Listen, I'm stuck my dad. One time, and to be fair, I had Golden Corral. <laughs> my only option. <laughs> Don't tell me, bro. Like, everybody has been on the phone on the toilet. Dude, are, are we, yeah, but not on video chat. Not on video chat. Not on video chat. But you know what? We don't know what happened to Jennifer, why that happened to her. She's having a bad day and just in the middle of a meeting. What can you do? Uh, But I saw this story and, you know, churches are doing services online. Our church is doing services online. Everyone's trying to be like, how do we still do church? Well, this sweet little pastor, I think his name is Scott in Missouri, Butler, Missouri, was doing a church service online on Facebook Live. And he didn't know it, but he had all the filters on. And so as he's talking, he turns into like this old man with a beard. And then he has this like hat on from like a spaceship. And they're just rotating nonstop. And he has no idea. So here he is. He's like, eyes. That was yeah. my favorite. I oh, saw the googly, googly eyes. eyes. So he's like talking. He's like, well, we, we need to pray for Mary this no. week and her family. No. And then he's just changing. And he has no, no clue. Oh. Uh, it was hilarious. And then finally he figured it out because people are leaving comments and he's, you know, didn't know what was happening. But I feel so sorry for him. He's trying to just bring the word to his people and no one can listen to that. You can't pay attention to someone with googly eyes. I do um, think I do think it's interesting though how this has uh created this like almost like church separation between the haves and have-nots from a tech standpoint. Uh, like tech-savvy churches seem to be doing all right. And then like the older churches or maybe the metropolis of Butler, Missouri, they aren't as tech savvy. I don't know. But like, you know, he didn't know what he was doing with Facebook Live. He's trying to do his thing, but it's not familiar to him. I go to a fairly large church where my husband's a pastor and every Thursday they come out here. There's a film crew. There's like editing. I mean, it's like legit production as much as you can in quarantine. And 
I'm thankful for it and I hope it blesses other churches. But then, you know, we've got Scott in Butler, Missouri, trying so hard and he gets with googly eyes on his on his hey, sermon. Man, I, I, I got I have a conspiracy theory here. OK, and hmm. I think because it's it's true when you watch some of these churches, it's like, was that a drone shot? Like, <laughs> like do, is that a, they have a guy on a jib arm like it's an empty yeah. sanctuary. They, they, the pastor just used CGI in the Zoom sermon like, you yeah. know, like. No disrespect to Andy Stanley, but dude, just do it from your kitchen table like every other pastor. Have a cup of coffee, you know? I, I don't know. I don't, the I don't ones that are trying a little too hard. I don't need to slide on avatar glasses for, for the, you know, for the communion portion. <laughs> like, I think, I think our dude, I think the dude in, where was he? Arkansas? Yeah, uh, Butler, Butler, Missouri. Missouri. I think he was like, man, I'm going to show, I'm going to show all those big churches, all those production. I'm going to have the most viral sermon of the week. I'm going to have the most watched sermon, you know, pre- you, you think he knew, you think he knew what, for listen, real. You hey, think he left on the filters. Know, you know, the old St. Francis saying, preach the gospel at all <laughs> Preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use googly eyes. That is. <laughs> Bro, that, has, that, has, that has Boomer written all over yeah. it. That has, this Boomer game is strong. That has Boomer written all over it, bro. I'm not going to believe that. Yeah, no, I don't think he knew. Like, he literally, when you watch it, he is, there's no way that you could keep a straight face while praying for your parishioners and have the kind of looks that he had going on. I don't think he knew. I think he literally was like, I know what's happening right here. Well, I, I think he's, really I think he's a genius. And I think, because you know, every time it changed, like those like hearts just like fluttered in. He's like, Oh man, I am bring, I am on fire right now. I am going, I am going straight up apostle Paul to the Romans on these guys. And he's like, and little does he know, like he, you know, he's got like a fish face, you know, like, man, it's been interesting, like doing the online church thing. Cause like before, if I would like miss church and I would like do the online thing, I would feel like I was cheating. Like I was just kind of watching Christian TV. I didn't feel like I actually like, you know, kind of punched in and did my church thing. And now it's like, okay. You know, like, I think it's, I think it's great. Like on Easter Sunday, I watched three different churches and I was like, this is awesome. I'm like sampling the best of the best of the best here. You know, I actually really like it, but the, but I agree though, that like some of them are overdoing it. It's like, I don't need you to be cool. Just like, just talk to the camera, man. You know, I don't need all the effects. Yeah, you, you, can, can we, can we, the, the, we're all friends here. Can I tell you, can we be honest yeah. about something about the online church thing? Yeah. And I, I yeah, want to see if you guys, the worship is pretty awkward, isn't it? Like, oh, like I, it's no good. Like I'm sitting there with my wife, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's one thing in a church. I can make my I can make my horrible voice just blend in, and then most of the time, yeah, the Lord knows my heart. But the people next to me are just yeah. seeing my lips move because I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break the spirit with my with my tone deafness. Yeah. But if I'm just in my yeah. living room, they know if I'm not singing, you know, and it's pretty yeah. awkward. Yeah, but- you know, what's even more awkward, Jesse, is that when I'm in my living room with like my cup of coffee still in my pajamas that are three days old and I'm watching worship for my church, I'm sitting right next to the guy that's on the screen leading worship and he's like oh, yeah. just rolled out of bed with his coffee. And so it's like this weird thing of like, you're up there, you're right here. We're all here. It's weird. It's weird. I really do wonder though, watching this era, like, you know, when it was a few weeks, it's an anomaly. Things will go back to normal. But the longer this goes on and they're talking like, social distancing will be part of our culture until 2021. I mean, until there's a vaccine, there'll be some version of this being our reality. I mean, they're saying that 
sports will come back, but no fans will be in attendance until 2021. Yeah. You know? And so like, I'm wondering about church having those same kind of restrictions. Cause like people being now like, okay, my church can meet again, but I'm not quite sure I'm used to this screen thing at home. I'm wondering how attendance is going to be affected once it's allowed to come back. Either it's either everybody's been so starved for social, you know, experiences that they're all going to come flooding back and attendance will skyrocket, or people are just going to be like, well, "Hey, I don't have to get dressed on Sundays, and I can still technically still attend." And I and maybe they maybe attendance like, dude, I'm 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 so dying to get out of the house. I would go. <laughs> I was going to say something that probably be I probably. Yeah, inappropriate yeah. and funny. I, yeah. I would go. This is how desperate I, am. I would go to services for yeah. religions I'm not even a part of just to get out of the house. <laughs> but like, how is message? I don't know because I don't know if it was orthodox for their religion, but I really needed to get out of the house. So, you know, that's I would go to any church right now. I just want to get out of here, you know? I think people are going to be running back to church. I do. Okay. Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I miss it. And I like you guys too. Like I travel some and so I miss church sometimes and it's just like regular life. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, I really miss church. Like I'm ready to get back. I don't know. See, so I would go not, I'm a back row guy. So I'd go, I'd go faithfully, but I'd sit on the back row and then I leave and I might've said hi to a few people and then that's it. And I'm kind of going now, I don't have to go through the hassle of getting dressed. I can still be. <laughs> Full attendance in my living room. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm hoping, dude. I'm this how desperate. I'm hoping to get like a court summons in that way. Yes, I get to get out and go to court, or like I broke it, break a teeth, and be like, "Sweet, somebody's going to the dentist today." Just desperate. <laughs> I am desperate, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also the guy that like will strike up conversations at the airport restaurant imagine, while we're well, at a layover. Exactly. Imagine my mailman just speeds past the house and just throws the mail because he knows I'm gonna be waiting there to someone to talk to. Like he just. <laughs> you know that the prime people just stopped coming to my house like i don't even know i can't even worry i'm getting blacklisted from amazon i blocked my ip because i kept chatting up their delivery people <laughs> stupid all right uh moving on what do you have derek uh yeah so i got um something that is i'm i'm gonna be honest right now this is extremely sad for me okay. because oh, no. i love movies and Movie theaters are desperately trying to reopen, uh, but it's looking like maybe July-ish mm. before we can even think about movie theaters opening and I there's like July, a, yeah. a lot of social distancing. So you're pretty much going to have to wear a hazmat suit to go watch <laughs> uh, the next Marvel movie. So that's that on that. And that's very frustrating because I want my popcorn and it's no, they said that that the uh, the people that work there are going to probably have to wear masks and all that stuff. Bro, I do not want my movie experience to feel yeah. like I just walked into Doogie Hauser or <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a hospital like, ward. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I walked in, I, I came in here to get away from the coronavirus and I come in this mug and it feels like I'm on Grey's Anatomy. Like, so that is not going to be cool. I, but What are they going to well, do? Like make you sit every other seat or like, how are they going to do? That's what I heard is like they're gonna they're gonna mess with the scene. Which here's the thing: I'm I'm looking forward to going to the movies again, Cameron. We've been in the movies a bunch. 
you know, when we went, you know, we were recently in the Toronto Film Festival. I'm the type of guy I sprawl out at the movies. I don't like being confined. <laughs> I am. I'm a mover. I'm a mover. I like to clap and cheer and wave my arm wildly if I feel like it. I like to have space on both sides. I don't care if I'm with my family. They know give dad some space because he's going to be emoting throughout this picture. And that means wild arm flow. I'm OK with the social distancing at the movie theater. I think we're too tight in there. I don't want to sit two hours. Within inches of physical proximity from someone. Now, I don't care who it is. Like, I, I, I think this is a time to re-examine the whole experience. Derek, okay, uh, me and, let's say this, dude. Me and you going to the movies, right? Let's all say right, it's, it's it. all right. So it's, uh, uh, you know, August. Every, the, the air is clear. We can sit wherever we want. The vaccine is out. Life is back to normal. Vaccine's me, not out in August, okay, by the way. I, it's hypothetical. One can be hopeful. Right, one can right, be hopeful. Right. Okay, don't go, don't get our real, go, don't go steak on <laughs> me here. <laughs> <laughs> just let him, just, just let me dream about a better future so Derek me and you go to movies man everything's back to normal are you and and there's not that many people in the theater okay it's like us and there's like the elderly couple up front and there's some teenagers on the back row and there's like two you know a couple of those people who just go to the movies by themselves peppered around are me and you sitting right next to each other are we sitting one buffer seat in between what's your preference when you go to the movies Oh, we're definitely sitting a buffer seat in between. Thank you. Like that's Thank you. No question. But the thing is, like I said, my, my big issue, and it, and I get it, it's just, I just, man, I'm going to miss walking into the movie theaters, going to see whatever movie I'm going to see, and not having my 16-year-old popcorn guy wearing a mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, dude, you want some of this popcorn? Like, I, like dog, I, I'm, dog, I'm, it's very frustrating for me the, the mask thing is disconcerting like every time i see somebody in a mask it's like i just get weirded out like it just gives me bad vibes Facts, and at the movies yeah. at the at the movies you want you want positive vibes well, you know what i mean yes you know like i don't yeah it's i i get it i get the precautions and and i feel bad for movie theaters right now you know i oh mean they, yeah. because there's gonna be a lot of people <laughs> this is kind of the goal some movie theaters have that gold corral vibe where everything's a little wet <laughs> You know, anyway, like movie theaters, there's a lot of movie theaters where I feel like I need a shower after I come home. Like it just felt a little greasy everywhere. Like See, yeah. I like to go to, the, I said going to the movies is one of the things I miss the most right now. We're a movie yeah. loving family. Like we love to go to the movies, but I don't go to movie theaters that are, that are damp like that, Jesse. Like I like to go to movie theater where you pick, you have to buy your seat. You eat a meal. Yeah. I'm going to have a yeah, glass of wine recliner. with my meal. Yeah. Reclining. Yeah. I'm not eating popcorn. Yeah. I'm having like, you know, a burger at Alamo draft house. That is the kind of movie. Yeah. Experience I like that I miss yeah. so much. Yeah, see, yeah, I'm see. Listen, when it comes to movies, I'm there to see. I'm there to see a movie. If I want to get comfortable and lay back <laughs> and have someone serve me wine, then I will take a first class flight. Uh, <laughs> why don't we bring? Why don't we bring drive-in movies back? Like, why don't thank we do you? That? That they would are be dope. here in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we went to one the other night. Yeah, I, I think that would be lit. I just saw a thing here in Central Florida that they're opening a new six uh, screen uh, drive-in theater because of all this. Yeah, they're they're, could, they're bringing it back online. Yeah, I could take my kids next week. I think they're showing Goonies next week. We could go do that. Yeah. I see. I, the, the thing is, like, I'm 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 ready. Like, if they would if they were open, I would take my chances because I've been in some dingy movie theaters and I was just fine at the end. <laughs> like fine. in college, <laughs> in college, they had a dollar theater. 
Oh yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah, 50 yeah. Cent, 50 Cent Tuesday nights. Okay. Oh yeah. It wasn't a question. I didn't care what was playing. It didn't matter. It's like the movie's 50 cents. It's almost like it's almost a bad financial decision not to go at that point. It's 50 <laughs> cents. Like I feel like Dave Ramsey would be mad if I didn't go to 50 Cent movie night. Like he would just right. think. But when I went, it was so gross. Like every theater had its own kind of unique smell, you know, that I could just oh, like you could blindfold me, walk me in there and be like, Are you in theater four or something? Six. I'd be like, hmm, diaper. That's six. I'm in theater six here. Where uh, can oh, yeah. you walk oh, yeah. down the aisle? Your feet are sticking to the floor. Yeah. You hear they, it. Oh, yeah. Step. Oh, and, yeah. Only, yeah. and they had the only snack that I was ever interested. They had. All four years of college, the same jar of pickles right up by the ticket booth. And I, yeah. I'm sure I was the only one who ever bought one. And it was just like, it's, if you ask them, they're like, why do you still have a pickle jar here? That's clearly, they're like, well, one dude comes in and he's just all about those pickles, you know? And that's why theater two smells like pickle juice. Right. <laughs> For you, it always gets. But that, but, but that, but let's be real. That movie theater, the actual movie was actually in the crowd, right? Because you got the college couple making out oh, in yeah. the back. You got the uh, guy smoking meth over on the <laughs> side. <laughs> right? so, like, that's the actual movie. It's like, you're not going to watch what's on the screen, but it it's like matter. all yeah. the, the, uh, the domestic dispute over on one side. It's like, mm-hmm. that's what was happening. You know? Yeah, people are like, people would be like, dude, how was the movie? You're like, it was unbelievable. There was romance. You should have seen the fight. There was, there was a fire. You would not believe it. And they were like, oh, cool. What movie was it? No, no, I'm talking about at the theater. The guy straight up got stabbed. It was, oh, crazy. Yeah, crazy that's movie. The one. That's the one. That's my yeah. theater. So before we wrap it, Derek, so the news is that they, they, they're saying that July is when we might expect to see some theaters come back, but it's going to be like, hazmat suit type type stuff. They're gonna, it's going to be a different experience, as you're well, saying. Yeah, obviously, they're like, maybe, but in, in a, it seems like they're trying to tie it around the new Christopher Nolan movie, uh, Tenet, that's coming yeah. out. So it has like a uh, July 17th release date, but yeah, they're like around that time, they're hoping everything comes back, but it's all about, you know, what the Rona going to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's true. If it continues a good trend, we'll see stuff come back online. I'm in Florida and our, and our, I'm sorry, but our, we don't have the best governor. And, uh, he was really late. Like they taking this seriously. If you remember the spring break photos of yeah, we remember. packed mm-hmm. beaches. Yeah. yeah. He's yes. then they shut the, they shut the beaches down. They started reopening beaches this week. It's oh, just like, already? Yeah. It's been so like we took weeks. two weeks off. <laughs> two weeks. We took two weeks off. <laughs> and you know what the crazy thing is? Every time I saw a picture of a crowded beach in Florida, like every photo, it's like the only thing people do at beaches in Florida are like do normal beach stuff and chicken fights. Like every picture <laughs> I saw, it's like, look at the beaches in Florida today. And it's like 15 chicken fights. And it's not just teenagers. It's like grown men just on each other's shoulder, just chicken fighting. It's like... What, is that a beach activity? Do people? Is that just a Florida thing? Do I go to the beach and just pick? Like, like if I go to the rec center, am I, I'm playing pickup basketball. If I go to Daytona Beach, am I just doing pickup chicken fights? Like, no wonder. Let's go, dude. On your shoulders right now. Like, I, this isn't a dollar theater here. Like, I'm not expecting. No wonder. No wonder this is ground zero for the pandemic. There, you, you have people sweating on each other's shoulders, smacking each other. It does not. 
that's <laughs> even in normal, even in normal conditions, it seems like the Surgeon General should come on and be like, uh, we're, we're solemnly announcing that uh, we're asking the residents of Florida to stop chicken fighting because <laughs> yeah. it's disgusting. And those sweaty thighs are, are <laughs> the harbinger of the next pandemic. So are these strangers like, what are, do a, does a grown man let another grown man get on his shoulders <laughs> that he doesn't know? I think in Jesse's version, that is what's happening. Okay. Like, like, I think you're just walking down the beach and you just look, you make eye contact. You're like, me and yeah. you. Okay. Me me you. He just bends out. He's jumping on the shoulder. Like, who wants to go? Who wants to go? There's a beach in Florida, ain't it? Like, every news picture was like six chicken flies. Like, I, I guarantee you, as a thought experiment, people who are listening to this have their phone on them because they're listening to podcasts. Google Florida spring break pandemic. And just, just in the news, just in the news thumbnails, see how many are of people chicken fighting. Okay. It was, it was like the, you know, it's like that's, that's the primary activity there, you know? Yeah. Very unsafe. We have a lot of old people, very vulnerable population down here. And uh, <laughs> they shouldn't be chicken fighting anyway. They shouldn't be chicken fighting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh, 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 old people chicken fighting. Old people chicken fighting is that's like the that's going to be like the new uh, you know YouTube sensation. So, yeah, you know? sounds like an indie band name. Yeah, old people old, chicken old fight. People, yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Meet the Cast. Listening to Make You Mine by Public. All right. Normally, here's when we would have our A list guests, and it just so happens that now we have A list guests on our cast. And uh, since you're going to be hearing them every week, we thought let's let's kick things off and take them take some time to get to know them at a deeper level. It's time for Meet the Cast. Meet the Cast. Meet the Cast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have, as I've been known to do, I have prepared a selection of table topics icebreaker questions that uh, I'm going to lob to you guys. And uh, here we go. Jesse, you can this, chime this in as well. This makes me so nervous, by the way. No lie. No. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm nervous. I, I'm, yeah, they're, they're, they're incredibly awkward. Yeah. And they, they might be a little invasive. I, I'm not nervous because <laughs> these are for our A-list guests. And I, I'm maybe on a, like a watch list, but I am certainly nowhere near A through E on a guest list. So most of these I'll leave for Jamie and Derek. But if they get stumped, I'll, I'll gladly help. All right. We'll start with you, Jamie. Now, everybody chime in if you got something to add, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll move it around. Here we go. So, Jamie, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, which decade do you love the most and why? Oh, definitely 90s. I grew up in the 90s and 90s hip hop, 90s country. I Those are the two. It sounds pretty crazy. Those are the wait, two kinds of music I listen that to. That was so <laughs> I, know, I, was like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Shania Twain and, and Tribe Called Quest and Shania Twain. Uh, it's no Billy lie, Ray Cyrus. Yeah. It's no lie. I played basketball, I ran track, and I went to the Houston Rodeo. I loved them both equally. Wow. Interesting. Hey, okay. They were, you, you know, I can't. All right. What was the best yeah. best year for hip hop in the nineties? I'm asking oh. Jamie, not Derek. 
Oh no, Derek no, needs kidding. to answer this. All right, Derek, you tell me best year for hip hop in the nineties. I don't say that. Don't don't ask me that. Is I mean, I think like I don't know, man, because you got the rise of New Orleans hip hop in like um, the late nineties, like 98, yeah. 97, you know what I'm saying? So you got Master P, you got Juvie, Juvenile, you got Hot Boys, all them. But then you also got, you know, Pac and Big before 96, you know, so you talking. Yeah, you know, so that was like 96. But what yeah. about like mine's 93 because 93, you had Tribe Called Quest, you had Farside, you had Ooh. 93. I was Ooh. in high school. So like that was my prime time. What 95, 96. I graduated 94. Okay. And so, like, my prime time was like '93, junior year, man. It was a cl- classic after classic after classic. I mean, you had Snoop come out in '93. Yeah. I mean, it was just like it was crazy what hit that year. And then '95, '96 is when you had you know Biggie hit huge and and like you like you said and even Dre and all and all that. But I'll tell you this much: I just did a jam session the other day with my daughter and taught her um, TLC's Scrubs. Mm. So oh, we were jamming wow. to that the other day. Important. That's an important. It's moment. very important. It's yeah. important for every woman that's rising yeah. up in America to know. That's right. No that she doesn't have time for a scrub. Yeah. D- D- Derek, right. real quick, it's not table talk. What's your favorite '90s hip hop album? Don't. Why are you doing this to me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I need to. I, okay, I, I live in Virginia Beach, so I need some validation for that scene here because that was. I guess that was kind of early two thousands when, like, right, it, Pharrell and, and, and the RD and, came out and, and, all, and all those guys. You know, Missy yeah. and. I mean, I, there's so many. You got uh, Equimini, uh You know what I'm saying? You got. Man, Outcast changed things. Yeah, I was like, you got a criminal, you got 400 degrees, juvenile, you got, and I'm also very, I'm going to lean more Southern, but I mean, you got the chronic. Yeah. I mean, mm. you got the chronic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That That's, that's really hard. That's that. I, I don't, I can't pick a favorite. That's, um, that's interesting. Your, your scene was more the New Orleans, Houston, Atlanta, kind yeah, of Southern. It's, it's, yeah, I mean. Southern, you know, and then obviously the, the big stuff that happened in, uh, you know, you know, I, I started really coming into hip hop where it became like mine, I believe, in like the 2000s. So Nelly, yeah. DMX, uh, all those guys was kind of like my those were the guys that I'm like, I was old enough to kind of understand what they were talking about, which I probably shouldn't have been listening right. to. It, but, you know, <laughs> there's that. You know. We all had music in the 90s we were not supposed to be listening to. But It's all absolutely. things I would like never want my kids to listen to right now. I, I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. I had to sneak it. I, I sn- The first CD I ever bought was De La Soul. And like, I had to sneak it. And I was really into like the early 90s Miami bass scene. Like I was like, like, you know, you know, 95 South and Two Love Crew and all that stuff. I was really into that. I had to sneak it. Man, I uh, started off gangster. My mom found a the Master P Ice Cream Man CD. It was, I left it in the CD player and I came oh, home. Oh, oh no. It was in shambles. So, oh, no. and my mom is a black Pentecostal uh, yep. holiness or hell preacher. So, do you know, she threw all kind of olive oil on my head and <laughs> all kind of stuff. She was cleansing you. Did you ever have that youth group thing where like like they would oh. preach on the dangers of secular music and then they'd encourage you to bring in all your CDs and like break them? Break them right there in front I, of everybody. I never went to one of those. I, I did. Like, dude, I, 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 like, I, one time they had one at, at, I went to a Christian college 
And I was I was pillaging that dumpster. I'm like, there are so many good CDs in here, man. <laughs> Dude, it's like a <laughs> giveaway. That's that only awesome, defeats man. the purpose right there. <laughs> My favorite album of all time is uh, The Far Side's Bizarre Ride to the Far Side in 93. <laughs> and I had to buy that probably five times over the course of my life because I would like get convicted and throw it away and I'd buy it again. And then I'd get convicted and throw it away, buy it again. So I've done my where, share of where supporting it's them. Thanks to one of those, you know, CD burnings. I saw Pulp Fiction the first time. I was like, Ooh, sweet. I'll take this off the top. This looks cool. And it's oh, all right. No, open my eyes here. Yeah. All right. I have a lot of questions that we've only gotten through okay, one. Okay. So here we go. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what's your best scar story? And, and, and you are allowed to start the story with so this one night at the dollar theater <laughs> <laughs> so there I was at the end of the golden corral buffet best scar story I have a really long scar on my left shoulder and it was because I was in college and it was my it was one of my good friend's birthday so our decision was to beat him up for his birthday instead of just giving him regular birthday love licks it, we just it. literally just jumped him in our dorm and i oh. went through a window so yeah <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. so we like yeah so it's like oh all right let's get him yeah happy birthday boom 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 and like i'm ho- i'm the guy that's holding the guy while he's getting beat up and then i go through the window and then everybody just scatters and runs. And, uh, <laughs> and, it just, and, and we, we left him with a bill for his uh, dorm window. So you know, it was a great birthday gift. Thank you, wow. Josh. I'm sorry, Josh. Cameron, one, my <laughs> best is I was, I, was, I was walking down a beach in Sarasota and I saw this elderly couple and they really look like they had it coming to them chicken fight style. And man, I, I've never been scratched like that before. She, I know she can move that fast. She's very nimble up on his shoulders. Just a, well, they're light. They're spry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Jamie, if you could live in any sitcom, which one would it be? Any sitcom is Veep a sitcom? Yeah, yeah, Veep counts. Yeah. I mean, it wins okay, comedy I, Emmys all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed watching that show so much, and I think I would like to be uh, just a friend of somebody. I don't want to yeah. actually work for her right. for, by any means, but just right. to be a fly on the wall and a friend. Right. Yeah, Derek, The Office. Mm. Really? Yes. No lie. The Office is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh-huh. I, I just would want to be there. Just to be like Jim and just antagonize everyone. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I love The Office. Yeah. Man. yeah, that's a good choice, Jesse. Any sitcom, live, live in a sitcom. I would. Well, th- I've I've already said this numerous times, but I, it, it literally from anything from the TGIF era. Like, I don't care if it's like mm. you know Full House, like uh, yeah, Family Matters. Here and here's why: because at any moment, a crazy, sci- unexplained sci-fi twist can happen. Like, I want to live in a reality <laughs> where the family, the nerd next door, is secretly built a machine in the basement that turns him into like this suave guy, or like I want to. <laughs> in a world where I can get hit in the head with a coconut and wacky things happen and I get hit in the head with a tennis racket at the end and I don't remember anything. It was so wacky. Or like, I want to have, you know, those those 90s sitcoms, they just played by their own rules. Like, they didn't, they yeah, operated in a different reality and that's where <laughs> I want to live. That's where I want to be. Derek, what's the most out of character thing you've ever done? I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. Because mo- that's a one. hard one because most of them are like crazy. But uh, 
I think I would say the worst thing in the sense of <laughs> out of character I've ever done is... There's one time I beat a guy up for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 maybe that's it. I don't I know. jumped my buddy on his birthday. Yeah. I think that for me, everything I did in my 20s <laughs> is not anything I would do with my life or right now. Jamie? No, or like wait. actually 16 to 22 is J- like a, just an just era a dark of, out of character. Yeah. Hey, now, now, Jamie, <laughs> maybe that is your character. That's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If it's, if I, it's I, six years, you can't be out of character for six years. No. I just saying that you should take more risk. Like I, th- I think that getting older, having kids, I don't, I don't take risk very much anymore. Mm. Interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll do mine. I'm like a quick. lame boomer mom. Yeah, the most out of character thing I've ever done. Murder. Just kidding. That was totally <laughs> in character. <laughs> so stupid. All right, Jamie. What was the worst style choice you ever made? Worst style choice you ever made. <laughs> but you didn't know it was a bad choice at the time. You loved it. It was your iconic look. Okay. It, th- this wasn't... I feel like that this is not going to make the show what I'm about to say. <laughs> I want you guys. Oh. Are we going to have to change our yeah. rating? It's like that. It's uh, like that. Yeah. I really think it's not going to make it because I would say this to friends, but I don't know that I would say this to thousands of people. Okay. So maybe I should not say it. No, that's usually well, my that's filter, Jamie, us. and it's never steered me wrong. It's never steered me wrong. <laughs> I use that same filter. Everyone becomes a friend if you do that. Okay, here we go. So when Aaron and I were first married, like no kids, early married, I had to have been 23 years old. I went and got my hair cut. I cannot believe I'm telling this, this on here to you guys. I went and got my hair cut and I just got like a cute little bob, right? Like I thought it was like cute and in style and my new husband, like we're newlyweds, like everything is like dreamy, you know, and like he could just say, do nothing wrong. He walked in and he looked at me and this is where you're going to have to cut. I am am on the edge of my seat right now. I know. He walked in and he said, your hair looks like... (laughs) A man's Dang. Oh. <laughs> I told y'all this won't make the show. This cannot make it. He looked at me with the straightest face and he said, you have to change your hair right now. And I was like, what? I just got to cut. It's awesome. He's like, I cannot look at you with your hair like this. I got to beat your husband. <laughs> that man is gangster. Yeah. To be able to say that newlywed, that, that's a gangster husband. Oh, man. Straight up. Is that inappropriate or is this like... No, that's, that's completely... Just fast. Yeah. It's just I'm real all, life. If you can see me, I'm all blushing. This is real yeah, life. It just no happens. Derek, do you have anything? I had a Jerry. I had a Jerry curl. No, you did not. <laughs> did you? You did not. Yes. We need to see pictures of this. No what cap, age? bro. I had what a straight age? Jerry curl, bro. So my stepdad used to have this stuff. This thing called an S curl, um, and it's like a mini Jerry curl. So like, I, uh, I, you know, I'm eighth grade, and and for, this was literally the worst <laughs> time because eighth grade, I, my face looked like a Nestle Crunch bar, like. And I had a Jerry curl, bro. Like it, that was oh, no. literally I was going, I was going through, no lie. But yeah, Jerry curl, straight up. Wow. But did your did friends of yours have it too? Because that's the thing we look back on, like crazy styles. Where I'm like, oh, I remember those those weird overalls I wore. They look so weird now, but everybody wore them. Not then. one of my friends had a Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> I was on I was on the Jerry curl boat by myself. So yeah, that, I love I'm assuming it. that's a very lonely boat. 
that it's it's very lonely and oily. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that dollar movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> and when people want to fight you for some reason, just like the dollar. <laughs> hey, uh, all right, Derek. If you were a wrestler, what would your entrance theme song be? Dang. Uh, my interest theme song would be, I don't know. It'd be, uh, it'd probably be one of my songs, honestly. No, actually, I don't know. I think my, my, my joint would probably be the, uh, the Avengers music. All of that. Okay. Because I'm coming in like a superhero and I'm gonna whoop everybody. So that's probably my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Get chills. I like it. The superhero man. I, and I'd probably come down from like the rafters and do you know the superhero pose where you land on one knee yeah. in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I'd probably but, do that. You know the only risk in that is if like the zip line bringing you down gets stuck and there's no way to look cool, especially if the Avengers theme and you're just kind of like dangling. <laughs> like, guys, lower me down. Lower me down. <laughs> theme song's what going. <laughs> Hey, look, man. Hey, let me let me live my dream. We let you live your Steckham's dream. Let me live my superhero dream. You feel me? That's my Steckham's reality, man. Jamie, when you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that's a deep question. Um, I was going to tell you guys that I want my song to be Regulators by Warren G, but <laughs> yeah. that, that can be played at my funeral, too. Um, in, um, in real life, I mean... This is a serious question. What I want to be known for when I die is probably just that. I mean, this sounds really churchy and cheesy, but I think it's true. I, I, I hope to be known that I love Jesus and I love my family. Those are the two things. That sounds so churchy, but it no, really is true. That's what it's all about. I think that's amazing yeah. because I think that sometimes those cliches, the reason they're cliches is because it's, it's things that are real to people. You know, yeah. like, and I, I think when it's all said and done, I think that's a great thing to aspire to. For sure. Like I think about like this is like like random, but I just found my grandpa's Bible a couple of years ago. And so and it has in there all the times he read through it. Like it's like like tally marks and things. And when I think of my grandfather, like there's books written out, like all these things, but I just think, man, he loved God. I know that about him. And that's what I like. Mm. Derek, what about you? When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Dad, for sure. Um, I grew up, you know, a single parent household for the most part. I had a stepdad, but he was, you know, he struggled with addictions and my uh, stepdad or my, my actual dad, he actually struggled with addiction. So I remember growing up always saying like, yo, I want to be, I don't want my kids to ever feel like how I feel. So that's really the main thing is, is I want, I want to be there for them. And that's hard too, because, you know, at one level you think, okay, you know, not actually being there is a clear form of not being there. But then you can also literally live in the house with your kids and not be there too. And I think that, that that's the thing that scares me the most is I'm so driven and I work so hard that at times I can, you know, swing the pendulum a little too far. But that's what I, I want to be able to make sure that I get that right for sure. Isn't it interesting uh, when you become a parent, you're, you're, you want to improve on the parent, parent that you experienced, you know, the parent that you had. Yep. Even if you had a great family, there were still things that hurt you as a child and you, it's like, you want to make sure that your children are never hurt that way. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. Absolutely. Like I'm conscious of that being a dad, you know, but, um, okay. If, uh, Jamie, if you had, or, or I'm sorry, Derek, if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which three apps would you keep? Which three apps would I keep? Uh, we're going to keep Instagram for sure. Uh, we're going to keep, we're going to keep, 
TD Ameritrade, which is what I do. Uh, I trade stocks on that. And we're going to keep the... Uh, I use Apple Music, so we're going to keep that. Too. I know a lot of people do Spotify, but I'm, I'm an Apple Music guy. So yeah, those are my three. I'm an Apple Music guy too. Jamie? Uh, Instagram for sure. And um, probably my podcast app. I listen to podcasts a lot. And then... You guys are going to make fun of me and I could care less because <laughs> my whole family makes fun of me. I'm, I'm here for it. I play this dumb game called Tune Blast and I can't stop. And it is it is what it is. And I just do it. Let me live my life. And that's what I would keep. <laughs> I, listen, I play Candy Crush. I play Candy Crush about three hours a day. So I don't care. You, I mean, we're in the same boat. So I, I always say this. I know I've worked a hard day when I haven't played Tune Blast all day. I'm like, guys, I haven't played all day. Like, I didn't even play Tune Blast today. I play this game called Homescapes. I don't know if you ever played that. It's like a puzzle. It's almost like Candy Crush, but it's like a puzzle game. I, I fell for the ad and I lost. I'm really into Dropbox. I just love files. Like, I just sometimes I get stressed out. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, man, I just want to some files. Stupid. I just want to maybe reorder them or something. Just see what's new on the... The old DB and Dropbox. <laughs> I I hate Dropbox. Yeah, it is I, hate, the worst. I, well, I don't hate Dropbox, but I hate files. Like I get, I think being a producer, I get like 15 million files yeah. all the time. And it's just like every time I get anxiety because I know work is coming. I, you know, I, 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 a couple of you know this. I haven't had a phone for about a week. I got it today because I had to send it off to get repaired. And like, there's nowhere to take it. So you have to mail it away and they have to repair it, mail it back. So I've gone seven days without a phone. And the only thing that was annoying, the only thing was that if people were trying to contact me, they couldn't, Mm. but I didn't miss the scrolling. I didn't miss Candy Crush, anything. It was really interesting. Like, like I didn't miss it, but then like I'd come back to my computer or whatever. And there's like all these texts of people who are like trying to, you know, needing to get in touch with me because of work or whatever. I would but, have so yeah, much anxiety. Like, I wonder how my files are doing. I wonder if I can pop and drag. I can't even <laughs> drop <laughs> <my files. laughs> <laughs> files are okay. All right, Derek, what, what's the scariest thing you've ever done for fun? Scariest thing you've ever done for fun. Scariest thing I've ever done for fun. See, that's the thing, bro. Like I'm one of those guys that, if everybody's, I'm like super cautious, but I'll tell you one thing I did do that I had no clue that it was as bad as it is, but it's bad to me because I'm afraid of heights. My dumb self went ziplining one time thinking it was just, I was going <laughs> to climb up like this thing and zip line down. It's like, no, it was like a whole obstacle course. Mm-hmm. So like I paid for it and they're like, it's going to take about an hour for you. I said an hour to to climb up and just just hold the thing and no, I know you have to you have to scale your way up a wall and do a tire. I'm like, dog, and, and I'm a I'm deathly afraid of heights. So that was one of my things where yeah, that was a a bad idea. So I think that's the one, Jamie. I don't do scary things. I mean, maybe when I was in my early twenties, I don't do scary things. I the am out of I, character era. It's so out. I I would like to live my life and I don't do scary things for fun. That's not fun to me. (laughs) There you go. Jesse. I mean, my my whole life, I live in the line of danger. I mean, what day of the week are we talking about here, Cameron? (laughs) (laughs) That's all I do for fun. I look for danger. So that's not a fair question. All right. And last one, last question in the meet the cast. Here we go. Uh, Jamie, if you knew you could not fail, what would you do? You absolutely, oh, I knew- you could not fail at this attempt, at this thing. Like, I'm going to succeed at this. There's no chance of failure. What would you do? 
Oh, I would probably like to be um, a sideline reporter for ESPN. Oh, oh, that's lit. Ah, there you go. That's fine. Okay. I like that. Like, I don't have to work my way up. I don't have to go to school for it. I don't have to know anybody. I just get the what, job and then what, I'm what in. Sport? Yes. What sport? All of them? College football. What you? What? What? Did she gonna say lacrosse? I don't know. Like, basketball. <laughs> There's sideline reporters. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Golf. Yeah. All right, Derek. Derek, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? Acting, no question. Really? No, no question. Like it would be crazy. Like doing that. Now I'm not talking about being like in a play where I got to be in front of people. I'm talking about being on set. You know, I you know I tell everybody give me my coffee and give me my donuts and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then I just pretend that I'm uh you know Black Panther and then I go back to my trailer and it's done. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be crazy, Jesse. Jesse, I mean, I thought a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, can I can I say? attempt you know to to fly like i don't know what the loopholes here because first i was like win the lottery easy no problem i'm just gonna play mega millions can't fail then i'm like nba i'll be an nba star but realistically right now with with my my skill level and my physique i maybe only have a good eight to ten years left in that career before that oh shut up (laughs) and the the coronavirus you literally would cure the coronavirus by yeah not by succeeding at basketball. Yeah, exactly. That would be that. Would, and then I win the lottery at the end too. And so the, and then, and then yes. oh, also I can fly, which really helps in basketball. So so yeah, it's very cool. I'm with, I'm it's with very that. Good, that good makes play. sense. All right, there you go. So there it is, everybody. Now you know them like you never knew them before. That was our inaugural segment of Meet the Cast. Meet the Cast. Meet the Cast. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap it up. Coming up next. Listening to Sunday Morning by Child. Now, if you're Googling it, it's Child with three eyes in the middle. So just, you know, child. I think if you were looking, child, if you were looking, if you were looking for child. just a child singing about Sunday morning, it would pull up very different results. All right, it is time for editorial question of the week. Okay, well, you know, we did a meet the cast. I guess we can do a mini version of meet the listeners. So for this week's question of the week, we want to know what's one or what is the scariest thing you've ever done for fun and bonus points if it ended poorly. We would we really want the stories where it didn't yeah. go as intended. But, Can I just give an example real quick, Cameron? Derek, uh, yeah, please do. Derek told his his uh, great zipline story, and I think I've told this on the podcast before. But when I was in college during spring break, a, a couple of us went down to Costa Rica, you know, and we we didn't have a lot of money, so we we're just kind of staying at cheap places. And wait, 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 were you? Did you go to Costa Rica on a missions trip, or did you go for spring no, break? No, this was like it was like fall break, and we it was a couple of dudes who were like into surfing and stuff, and we went down there. Oh, but we had we had wow. no money and, or very little of it. It, and we we're hanging out of this place and there was no waves and there wasn't a lot to do and this guy 
Like it was, you know, could tell we're, we're just some college kids in town. And he's like, Hey, you guys want to go horseback riding? And we're like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else going on. When I saw the sketchy horses, I mean, these were the sketchiest horses I've ever seen. Like something was not right. They had, they were, these horses did not look right. They didn't have saddles or anything. And like, like mangy, like they, they were very, like, mangy. Sketchy they were about ma- very mangy. Like they were they like thin, gone. Yeah, like, it, like they, they, they like they just were wandering around in the wild and this guy kind of all I know is he got them from the dollar theater is what I was going to say. These are the dollar theater of, of thoroughbreds. Okay. Like, yeah. and, and so I'm like, I don't know, man, that seems really sketch. And so like, I, I didn't, I decided not to go and I come back, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like hanging out and I literally see like down the beach, like, you know, maybe an hour later, like the guy, like running over a sand dune who's a horse guy you know and i'm like well that's that's not right and then i look and i see down the beach i i didn't see him in the horizon it's one of my roommates and he's on the back of the horse and the horse is running full speed i am talking a sprint and i see my friend like coming and i see terror in his eyes like this horse is out of control and the horse owner is running he's on foot and i just see him and he goes, like as he goes by and I was just like I'm super glad I did not get on that sketch horse <laughs> the horse eventually wore himself out and okay. uh, my friend jumped off but again oh, bad decisions happen oh my gosh well there you go so if you get a story like that uh, the scariest thing you've ever done for fun uh, hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast or you can post yours on the and the comments on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com we will read our favorites on next week's show well, this was fun, guys. Uh, the beginning of a new era. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I had a blast getting to know you guys better on this show. So excited. I, I, I'm, I am still nervous over here from the story I told. And if it doesn't make it, you'll just always wonder what I'm talking uh, about. Jamie, but I'm just, I'm just, Jamie, just, just rest assured. The listeners heard every word of it. Uh, and, so, and trust me, they've heard a lot worse on this podcast. Don't you worry. <laughs> Although I did text Aaron, my husband, in the middle, and I was like, you're not going to believe what I did. I'm going to ask him to take it out. He goes, don't ask him. It's hilarious. Uh, there you go. I like him. He's a taste maker. I have to meet your husband. <laughs> he sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, quick housekeeping note before we close. First, many thanks to Clark Flippo for manning the boards uh, over there while we've been recording and playing the clips for us. Thanks, Clark. Hey. Yep. Uh, and hey, before we close, make sure to check out the newest show on the Relevant Podcast Network. It's called Signs of Life. A new episode comes out every morning and it features a really interesting and diverse cast, including Jefferson Bethke, uh, Dan Hasseltine, and John Kingston, and many others. It's a great show. And it just uh, launched a couple of weeks ago. Check it out. Signs of Life. Also, to keep you in the know of what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture every day, make sure to check out Relevant Daily. That show will actually be going some exciting changes in the coming weeks, just like this show. You won't want to miss it. You can find both shows and all the other stuff coming from the Relevant Podcast Network wherever you download your podcasts. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you next Friday. Have a great week, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on twitter facebook and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts check out our relevant podcast network 
featuring shows like Relevant Daily, Signs of Life, Unedited, and many more launching throughout the year. Enjoy the pudding, sucker! (laughs) Relevant Podcast Network.